Hello and welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm your host Gita Joshi and today I am talking to Lucy Bryant from House of Lucy. Welcome Lucy. Thank you Gita, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. So I really wanted us to talk about your um, sculpture which I first came across on Instagram, like these really strange but charming collage sculptures how do you describe your work i describe them as they are kitsch ceramic figurines the kind that you'd find on your grandmother's mantelpiece but i pimp them up and i bring them bang up to date and there's so many like fun uh, contemporary references i was looking at one of the artworks the sculptures with uh, the load of shopping and things yeah, I'm, um, I'm sort of fascinated by the whole sort of consumerism of our society. And so for Black Friday, I did an anti-Black Friday ceramic figurine where I had a little girl. She had um, a basket behind her and I put a flat screen TV in the basket. And then I basically put it on Instagram and put it out there as, a, as an auction. And then the highest bidder um, won her essentially. And then the money went to crisis at Christmas, which was really nice because I felt like I'd done something nice and it was in a complete opposite spirit to Black Friday which is all about consuming. Such a good story, oh well done on. How much did you raise for Crisis? Um, it was £300. Amazing, was, so good. Yeah it's enough for 10 people to have a complete full Christmas dinner which yeah which I couldn't have hoped for better really. A lot of your work is around um, consumerism because you reference that quite a bit in your sculptures with all sorts of different aspects around shopping. And then most recently, is it the Greg's Vegan Sausage as well? Seems to have inspired you. Definitely. I like my work to be quite topical and timely. So um, there's a huge uh, there's a huge thing around the Supreme label at the moment. Everybody's just mad for Supreme. And actually last year I did um, a piece, which is a lady in a huge Victorian type skirt. And I put her in a Supreme hoodie, called it Supreme Beauty. And she sold immediately. Um, and then just last week I've done a, um, another Supreme girl because I just, I love the whole cult following that these labels have and the, the hold they have on people really fascinates me. And then with the Greg's um, sausage roll, I actually did this about three weeks before Christmas, before I knew Greg's were bringing this vegan sausage roll out. And then when they did, I just thought that's such a perfect, it just marries perfectly because I'm vegan. I was so excited when I found out that they were going to be doing this vegan sausage roll. So all I did was change change the story behind him because now Sir Richard in the piece has a vegan sausage roll and it's not a meat one and it's such a good piece as well I will put a picture of that in the in the blog to go with the show notes your ceramics then how, how do you put them together do you actually find old vintage pieces and then mash some pieces together or repaint them or do you sculpt them from from the beginning oh goodness no I don't sculpt them um I spend all of my free time in antique shops, car boot fairs, I look on eBay, I go to charity shops and if a piece speaks to me then I'll take it home and there have been lots of instances where I've actually bought a few and I just can't think of anything to do with them so back they go but generally something, a, a, a kernel of an idea will begin when I actually have this piece in my hand and then I take it home and I, I will put a hamburger well 
the veggie burger in in their hand um, or they all have a story but that's essentially where they come from so I'm always always on the lookout I've got friends and family that go to places for me as well and then report back and send me pictures and say is there anything you can do with this one which is really helpful and I know you'd found some was it Instagrammers or people on Twitter that um, sort of find charity shop halls and then send you pictures as well don't they that, yes, there is. Um, there's a lady called Charity Shop of Horrors, who, if she Instagrams a piece that I think, well, I could definitely do something with that, then I'll send her a message, and she puts it in the post to me. Isn't that fantastic? The modern way of like sourcing yeah. and selling and having a business, even for that lady. You know, that's great. Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. I like the whole social aspect of it. It's really it's really quite rewarding. Mm. And then what about your 2D artwork? Because there's some really fun prints that I've seen on your website as well, where the traditional bucolic English landscape is then got, uh, what would you call that, news banners over it? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so this all started a couple of years ago. Um, I picked up a, a picture in a, a secondhand shop and all I could think was that it needed a, a mushroom cloud. In the background, there was just this compulsion to add this nuclear holocaust to this beautiful, beautiful landscape. So I took it home and I actually did that one in 3D. I um, painted the mushroom cloud, collaged it on, and this was the first one. And after that, I just, I had so many ideas. I needed to, I needed to actually um, get hold of lots of pictures because I had so many ideas. So I found a fantastic website, which is all copyright free art. It's all out of copyright now. And I do those digitally, which is what, how I've been able to amass quite a collection. And I just see things in these pictures that, um, that need to be added. And I just think about them all the time. And I'm, I'll see a girl with her hand up and I'll know she has to have um, headphones or something something needs to be added to bring to bring sort of new life into these pictures and just to make people smile so those are the 2d prints and now I'm actually doing a lot more 3d that's a bit of a, a move on from the 2d work and what for what format does that take when you say 3d if it's not the sculpture um well it's like the prints but I'll take an, um, an actual physical painting, which again I'll buy in a second-hand shop, usually a pastoral scene, and then I will, I've started to actually paint more myself onto the pictures, adding those elements instead of doing it digitally, and also collaging pieces on. So just today, for example, I worked on a piece, it's a beautiful woodland scene, and I've put um, a kebab, a kebab uh, van, slap bang in the middle, because it just looks so wrong, it's, it's jarring, and I like that jarring aspect. So I see. So it's more like original work, actually, that you're finding and then creating one-offs on the canvases like you did with the ceramics. Absolutely, yes. So they're all one-of-one one originals. And when I've finished doing them, I then get them scanned high-res so I can then um, do gicle prints of the copies, but I've still got my original. And they usually come in a beautiful gold frame as well these originals they look really special they look old-fashioned and then you look again and see this element that shouldn't really be in there so I did another just before Christmas that um, I'm really pleased with and I call it the old curiosity shop and it's three little Victorian children looking into a, a shop window it's very kitsch 
but I've turned the shop into a sex shop. So we've got neon signs saying sex, videos, magazines. Um, I've got dildos in the window. I mean, it is quite, it might be a bit controversial, but these kids are just curious. They want to know what's in this shop in the village that's just opened up. So they're having a good look through the window as young curious people would. So you had quite a bit of, what would you say, controversy or exposure um, early last year around the royal engagement. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, yeah, so it's actually about this time exactly last year, I started thinking about doing a plate to celebrate the engagement of Meghan Markle and Harry. And I was um, chatting to my husband and my stepdaughter around the kitchen table and I was saying, I really want to do this plate, but it has to have an element in it, again, that's just a bit wrong, shouldn't really be there. So I'm going to substitute Harry for, um, for somebody else. And I was partly inspired by a mug that I'd bought when Kate and William got married and it didn't have, it didn't have William on the mug. It had Harry by mistake. So when I, well, like this, this was, this mug was my main inspiration and I have since found out that was also a joke and they got me. They completely got me. They did it so, so well. They even had a spoof website, but you know, fair play to them. So with this in mind, I set about thinking who could I put onto this plate to kind of, be the, the standing Harry and I thought it has to be has to be a ginge so I put Ed Sheeran onto this plate and then had them printed up put them on Etsy didn't really think anything of it um I sold a couple I had a few messages from people saying did you realize that this is actually not Prince Harry and I, and I at that time I'd reply saying oh yeah you know yeah I do I do know it's a, it's a joke and then the plate was picked up by an ex-chef at Buckingham Palace who tweeted about it saying I really think that the, you know the maker of this plate needs to do their research and he completely fell for it and then the Daily Mail picked up on that tweet and then everybody else did so it was in the sun the metro the standard it, ju it just well it went viral as the kids would say um, and it ended up on the one show I was doing interviews with the World Service. It was insane, but really, really funny and really exciting and also quite stressful because I'm just me. I, you know, I, I am an artist, but I also have a bit of a day job as well. So I was having to fit everything in and then I was switching my phone on in the morning and finding I'd had 300 um, sales overnight and then thinking, how, how am I, how am I going to get these plates out to these people? Ended up having to employ... Um, a company to pack the plates for me to send them out for me so I, it, I ended up spending most of the profits on the packaging of and paying the, the companies to do it but it was such good fun and you know I, it was a really exciting time <laughs> and who was buying the plates were they individual people or were they actually suppliers around the world I think it was a mixture of people that were in on the joke, but also people that genuinely thought, oh, wow, this is a mistake. Like I had with the Kate and Willie, um, sorry, Kate and Harry mug. Most of them were American sales because they're so mad for the royal family here. And I just think they, I think a lot of them did think it was a genuine mistake. Was, and I still get the odd email now saying, did you know? that that's not actually Harry. So when you were interviewed with the World Service, because you didn't appear on the one show, but the plate did, didn't it? Did, uh, did they believe you that it was actually meant, it was an intentional piece? Yes, 100%. Everybody that spoke to me about it from the press knew that it was, uh, it, that it was a joke, definitely, yeah. And with the one show, that was 
it was um, slightly frustrating actually because I was there with the plate and they had this table set up of all the royal merch and the camera panned over and just when it got to my plate they said and we've run out of time and I just thought no so the plate got the shot but didn't get the um the credit but maybe it was for the best because then because the one show's got such a huge reach I don't think I'd have been able to fulfill all of those orders in time but since then, I have had a slight development with the, with the whole plate thing, because I also um, have one with Gemma Collins on from TOWIE. And um, one of my lovely Instagram followers actually bought this plate for Alan Carr for Christmas. And I didn't realise that, you know, obviously I wouldn't know who he's buying it for, but on Christmas Day, I actually went for a bit of a jog in the morning just to offset all the, obviously, all the... A vegan <laughs> the vegan turkey I'll be eating later in the day and I was listening to Alan Carr's Desert Island Discs unbeknownst to me he was actually unwrapping the Gemma Collins plate at the same time which is really bizarre to think there's he there's him opening this plate from me and I'm listening to his Desert Island Discs but later on in the day I got a picture message from this from this guy and there's Alan opening my plate and I was so so happy and so excited I was I was actually visiting my mum in hospital at the time and I just said oh my goodness Alan Carr's got a Gemma Collins plate so that was really exciting and on Radio 2 last week he, he plugged it again which is super so I know that Gemma Collins has seen it and I'd love her to have one so I just need to find her address and track her down and send one to her oh that's so nice because of course um Alan Carr wore the outfit didn't he to somebody's Halloween I think it was he did it was the uh, Jonathan Ross um, annual Halloween bash that he has. Yeah, he wore the big American sort of uh, football style dress that she wore. It was fantastic. <laughs> so how did you get into doing the sculptures originally? It seems to be that I always have to put things into places where they shouldn't exist. They shouldn't really be, whether it's the, the landscapes or something else. And I was in a charity shop and I saw this figurine of a lady with her hands up. And all I could think was that she had to have a burger. She just had to have a burger. And I just couldn't get this image out of my mind. And I don't do very much. Well, at the time, I hadn't done much modelling with clay or anything. But I bought her and took her, took her home. Bought a load of polymer clay. And then watched a few YouTube tutorials on how to make a polymer clay burger. Because... There are tons of these amazing tutorials out there. They're so detailed. How to make lettuce, how to make tomatoes, how to make the burger bun, all the size of a, a pea. I mean, they literally are so cute. And I could spend hours watching these tutorials. So I learned how to make this burger and had ketchup dripping from it and dripping down her dress. Um, took a picture, sent it to my gallery. And they said, oh, you know, we'll give, we'll give this a try. And she sold in days. It was, it was amazing. So I thought, well, there's something in this. It, it just went from there. I think the next one was a, a lady in an Adidas hoodie where she's walking her dogs and I called it a walk in the park and she was so elegant. There was just something so beautiful and graceful about her in this Adidas hoodie that was so at odds with her outfit and that, that sold too and I think she's my favourite. So how did you start working with the gallery? Well, my husband Jason used to work for um, Time Inc and he was, he was working in their archive department he had a couple of my prints there as examples for other artists who had come in to actually look at the Time Archive to, to, to glean bits and pieces of artwork that they could use in their artwork. So, for example, the Connor Brothers had been in to see him because they do these amazing sort of pulp fiction um, prints of 
beautiful women and then they um you know they look like book covers but with very sort of irreverent quotes on so they'd come in um so he had my my, my work out just to sort of show them as examples and um one of the artist represents representations from art republic had uh, come in for a meeting and um after the meeting he spotted them and said to jason oh these are really interesting who, who did these and jason didn't let on that it was his wife he just wanted it to be completely and utterly independent of anything, any ties. And he said, oh, it's just an artist that we um, were using her work as an example for, for, you know, what the artist can actually do with the archive. And um, so Ben, who's the um, artist represent representative at Art Republic, he said, oh, can, can I get her details? And then got in touch with me. And I think it was six months later that we both said to Ben, actually we, we are married and we do know each other but it, so there was no nepotism no nothing it was all done via um, hopefully the outstanding quality of the work yeah but it was this is a nice story because I think you know hand on heart they saw it and they liked it and that's that's what makes me happy and that's a great gallery are you showing everything with them like originals prints and sculptures Yes, I am. Yeah, they're all up there at the moment, except a couple of the originals that I need to get shot professionally. Yeah, and because um, I have to juggle quite a lot, um, fitting in the artwork and everything else that that entails, as well as a lot of admin too, um, as well as doing, you know, my day job as a graphic designer. <laughs> uh, and what have you got coming up this year? Well, I've just um, become involved with an arts collaboration or collaborative who are called ace club and i'm so so excited about this because i think they're incredibly cool and i've been to one of their shows and i just wanted to be involved as soon as i walked in the door i just thought this is where i need to be this is where i need to be showing i need to be hanging out with these guys because all of their artists were just original accessible and um, it, was, it was so professional as well. I just, I loved the show. So they are involved with other artists such as Sarah Pope, who does the beautiful, beautiful glossy lips. And also um, Pure Evil, who does the evil bunnies and the uh, screen prints of Audrey Hepburn and Elizabeth Taylor with, you know, sort of crying eyes. I mean, I think he's fantastic. Charles, his name is Pure Evil. So these are guys that I just think, I really respect your work and I'd love to be part of what you're doing. Um, so I had a chat to Heath and Anthony, who are the, the brains behind Ace Club, and showed them my ceramics. And luckily, they really liked them and invited me to, to be part of their collaboration. So moving through into, into 2019, I'll, I'll be doing a show with them to, well, to be announced. And um, I'm so excited because I feel that my, my, my ceramic figurines need to be seen in the flesh. I think they work much better. You can walk around them and look at them and not, maybe not prod them, but they work, they work in, in real life much better than a flat image. So I, mean, I can't wait to get them out there and, and have people see them. Well, Ace Club are doing great things. I really look forward to seeing what their next exhibition will be. Uh, where can people find you online? Um, so they can find me on artrepublic.com and also my website, House of Lucy, spelt H-A-U-S, like the Bauhaus spelling. And also um, I've got a few other galleries 
this year that I'll be um, collaborating with. So one is in Glasgow called Subversion, and they're Subversion Subversion.com. And another gallery called Stopwatch, I'll be stocking with them as well. So it's all really exciting because I think I'm going to have five galleries representing me this year, whereas last year was one. So it's, it's growing and I'm really excited about it. You can also find me um, at, um, on Instagram, I'm House of Lucy. Great. And I will put all of that in the show notes. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Gita.